Welcome to the Relate Podcast, where we learn how to do life better by building better relationships. I'm your host, Casey Sunstead. Thanks for joining us. If you joined us last season, for season one, we discussed origins when your past is present. And now that we know ourselves a little bit better from listening to season one, in season two, we're going to take a look at the role that self plays in relationships. We're calling it the me in we, honoring yourself in relationships. For season two, I'm joined by some new to you voices. I've got Katie Franz in here with me. Hey, guys. And Ari Grubner. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. us. Over the next four episodes, we will get to know you guys a little bit better, but jumpstart us. Katie, tell us what we need to know about Katie. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me here on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here, and I love just helping people get into safe and healthy relationships and helping them stay there, too. So this feels like the best podcast that I could be on. I'm 30 years old and I'm married to my husband. His name is Barney and we just recently bought a house and I grew up in Michigan primarily and moved down to Chicagoland for university and have really pretty much been here ever since. Well, Katie and I are coworkers and I've learned a lot about relationships from Katie, which is why I'm so glad you're joining us for season two. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, Ari, your turn. Tell us about you. Uh, yeah, my name is Ari. I am 24. Um, unlike Katie, I did not recently buy a house. I bought groceries, though. That feels pretty big. I <laughs> Adulting. love, yeah, seriously. I love uh, podcasts. So when the opportunity came up to be a part of one, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, Amazing. Big, big fan of my public library, proud library card holder. Wow. And uh, I love English Premier League soccer. So that's what I spend most of my time doing, podcast, books, and soccer. Awesome. Nice. Who's your favorite team? Chelsea, FC. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I respect that. L- London is blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys are speaking language. I do not speak, but it's, it's okay. fine. <laughs> I also am a library card holder. Hmm. However, oh. I don't go to the library. I, I have a card. You have a card. Uh-huh. That's the hardest part. My children both have cards, but, you know, yeah, I'm more of an Amazon Prime girl. That's okay, because they have these cool programs where you can rent like audiobooks and ebooks. Yeah, yeah. so you don't even have to go to the library. Yeah, that's it's how real true. I use mm-hmm. my library card because so I have an nice. e-reader, and so yeah. I'm not there I yet. Never go to the library, but yeah. I use my library card a lot. So mm-hmm. our new podcast friends, Katie yes. and Ari, both share their ages. I will maybe not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like I said, I'm your host. I'm Casey Sunstead. I mean, I. I I'm in my 40s. How's that? That's fair. That's, that's, that's yeah. good. I I'm in my 40s. That. I just that's went great. into a new decade and you're in your, your mm-hmm. 40s. We're basically the same age. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. And I've been married to my husband, Matt, for 20 years. And we have two uh, middle school. Excuse me. It's 21, 21 years. <laughs> 21 years. Wow. You guys are definitely co-workers. <laughs> good job. You just... I literally just turned to the 21st year. So you're yeah. right. 21 years now. Mm-hmm. And we have two middle school kids. And um, before you feel sorry for us, we actually really love this stage. And middle school has been really fun so far. Not drama free, but (laughs) we enjoy it. It's been fun. Good. That's awesome. So in this season of the Relate podcast, we're going to be talking, like we said, 
Where do you fit in your relationships? Is it okay to even think about yourself when you consider relationships? And as we started thinking about this season, we were realizing, kind of taking inventory in our relationships. Do we have a lot of relationships? Do we not have a lot of relationships? Are we in a place in our life where we're open to more relationships? And we realized it's not the same thing to make friends in adulthood as it was when you were kids. Hmm. Totally. When you're kids, it's like, want to be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> like you go to a party and people are like, you're nine. Here's another nine-year-old. And you're like, awesome. We're friends, yeah. right? Yeah. I haven't gone to a party and introduced myself by my age. By your age in a while. <laughs> okay. That's apparently Ari and I would do that. Yeah. So. We, would, we would walk in and declare, I'm 24. <laughs> this is what I bought recently. And yeah, it's pretty be my normal. friend. And so for you guys, when um, was a time in your life, whether it's now or before now, where you found yourself in a season where you were looking for some friends? I would say I think the first thing that comes to mind is going away to college was for sure a season, but it's still similar enough to childhood, I think, because as a freshman in college, literally everyone is looking for friends. Yeah. So it's still a pretty contained environment. And then like moving into adulthood, I think that there's just like always these shifts in the friend group as like some of my friends got married and I was still single that totally changed the friend group. And then now I'm in a stage, even though I am married, a lot of my uh, a lot of my kids, (laughs) a lot of my friends are having kids. And so that totally changes things, too. But I think that any of those sort of major life transitions have been opportunities to either make new friends or sometimes to to say goodbye to some friends. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I definitely agree with the going off to school. I, I felt that. I remember one of the first people I met at school was because he was my roommate and the next two people I met were the two guys in the room right next to mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot about proximity and now I've I've been realizing uh, I recently went to a friend's wedding and it was one of these moments where I realized okay like this is not because um, we could become friends because of proximity that we're all at this wedding we're a yeah. part of the wedding party um, but it really was I was introduced to all these awesome people because we had a mutual friend in in common and I've found recently that's how I've been making more friends. It's been less of the out of the blue show up to a party when you're nine and there's another nine year old. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of hey I know you because you're my friend and I have this other friend maybe you guys would get along. So that's that's how I found a lot of friends recently. It's definitely not like a waterfall of friendships. It it feels more like a slow trickle, but. It feels different, but good. Yeah, absolutely. I used to work with college students, and I would always tell them, you will never have this many relationships at yeah. once in your life again. Totally. It's, they're all jammed into the same spot, and they're mm-hmm. in the same life stage as you. This There's more variety. There's um, And again, like you said, proximity, there's, there's not all those people mm-hmm. all in the same category. Like literally in 500 feet of you because your dorms are like packed (laughs) yeah it's like sardines yeah Yeah, totally for me it's an interesting season in my life some of my best friends have moved away moved across the country Hmm. september who was on season one with us has recently moved to california yeah and so it's a different season where now i'm trying to find ways to keep those friendships going and to still feel connected with them but also kind of like perhaps 
I'm more open to, I have like some friend openings currently. <laughs> Accepting <laughs> Your applications. schedule's opened up a yeah. little bit. <laughs> and I think that's always so true, right? When there's just random things that are happening in your life that will lead to this friend no longer is right next to me yeah. in the same geographical area. Mm-hmm. And so that that makes some changes too. Yeah. Totally. And as we talk about friendship in adulthood too, one of the things that comes to my mind is also the stage of life that I'm in, which is a lot of our calendar is kind of, not totally, dictated by kids' schedules, right? We're in an academic calendar. We've got, whether it's band or baseball or even like their friends' hangout times, I got to get them. When I talk to people my age with small or like my middle school kids, so much of our relationships are really impacted by our calendar needing to be a lot about all of those things. And so I remember being early 20s and thinking like, man, the the, 40 pe- the 40-ish people I know don't have as many relationships as I do. Mm. And now I'm in, in this season where I'm like, I can see why. I have friends that I care deeply about that I just can't get to as far as like um, the time that I have available to yeah. me. It's really different. And then I think about my mom who's retired and man, her social calendar, I, I'm so jealous. And so right. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for like retirement years where we can get back to the partying. So also one of the things that as we prepare to talk about look, taking inventory in your life, where are you with relationships and are you looking to add some relationships to your life? Proverbs 18.24 came to mind and it says, he who wants friends must himself be friendly And it made us wonder, what is it do you think that you're projecting to people? Are you projecting that you are open and you're looking for people to be friends with or to start relationships with? What do you guys think about this? Where do you see this playing out in your your relationships? I feel that. I feel that. I feel like when I think about my friendships, it's really jarring Mm -hmm. thinking back on the first interactions I've had with people, Mm -hmm. especially the people that I'm now really close friends with. Because they are often memorable and they're often uncomfortable in a way. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're often those moments where I look back and I think, wow, did I really just walk up to that person and say, hey, I like your shoes or hey, that band t-shirt you're wearing is awesome. Did I really do that? That's so <laughs> not like me. Yeah. But I see that in, in my life and in, in my friendships. Mm-hmm. Totally. You like look back and go, that didn't even feel like the real me. Right. Yeah. That's funny. I feel like I almost have the opposite experience where like even my best friend now, if you talk to her about the first time we met, she was like, oh, I was terrified of her. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like I'm like a nice, you know, bubbly (laughs) personality. I've got like curly hair, which like somehow makes you more like approachable or something. That's so funny. But apparently not. I, I mean, we did play soccer. So there was an element of my competitive spirit coming out probably. (laughs) But I've had people give me that feedback in multiple settings where it's like, I was terrified of you. So, I mean, that's something that I've definitely had to pay attention to, especially in seasons where I do want to make more friends. It's like this sort of in my friend circle, we joke like, check your face. Because (laughs) I can like, my face could be saying one thing and... It's totally not what I'm trying to portray. Wow. 
Or it might be what I feel on the inside, but it's not like helpful or appropriate for the context. And so I just have to be really, really careful about that. Totally. You make a good point, Katie, about like check your face, but also like check in with myself, even because sometimes making new friends can be really scary. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we could be intimidated is some of what I'm hearing from you. Like I think girls do that a lot. I don't want to gender stereotype too much, but... So often after you've been friends with girls for a while, I think back to college days, people are like, oh, my gosh, I thought you hated me when we first <laughs> met, you know. Totally. All right, you guys, I mean, has that been your experience? Do guys do that too? Well, it's so funny that you say that because one of my very best friends, best man in his wedding, we've known each other since high school. I remember we were on an international serving trip with our youth group, and I told him while we were down there – because we hadn't said anything to each other really. I walked up to him and I said, I don't think you like me. I think you're really intimidating. And now (laughs) we are like really close friends. I got breakfast with him this week and it's it's really good. So I feel like it may manifest itself in some different ways, Yeah, yeah. but it's definitely there. It's definitely there. Yeah, it's both. Like for me, I'm an introvert. So I think part of my like coping is to like kind of go into myself and not put myself out there as much which I'm guessing comes across as very much like closed off, yeah. don't mm. want to talk to you, so don't come near me. But on the inside, I could be like, oh, I hope someone talks to me because I'm by myself in this corner of this room and there's yeah, all these right. people. Right. People are reading your nervousness as I'm not interested. Totally. And it's playing against what you actually really want. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like as I've become more aware, it's been a really helpful thing. and. Mm. I know you talked about this in season one a little bit, but just like having those friends that mirror things back to you. And Mm. that's like definitely one of those areas that people have mirrored back to me. So I still do it from time to time, but I'm way more aware of it, which is really helpful in moving forward and trying to make new friends as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. It takes practice though and intentionality, (laughs) but it's like, I didn't want to be coming across that way. and, And so I have to be intentional. And as we're thinking about this idea of what are you putting out there, what are you, how are people perceiving you as we're making new friends? It also makes me think of like, um, I think we're kind of looking at it from the angle of you're open to new relationships. Totally. But I think it also could go the other way of like, I think maybe what we're talking about is matching expectations. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like if I came and I was way eager and I'm like, hi, Ari, I'm Casey. And I, and I would like set up. I want to be your new best friend. Yeah. You might want to take a step back as mm-hmm. as a reaction to that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I think people usually fall probably on one side of that spectrum like and and some of that again is probably related to personality like an extrovert like my husband he, I feel like he attracts people to him and <laughs> yeah. like we'll be at a big event and he's met everyone in the room and I've like talked to one person. Yeah. And so he doesn't need more friends per se. He has a lot <laughs> of friends, but he just, his personality is one that like attracts people. And so again, it's sort of matching those expectations of like what's realistic for my season of life and being willing to like then portray that in your body language and how you talk to people and how you interact with people so you you make a great point katie about the the spectrum like you're probably on one end and 
Barney and, Barney and I are so on the same end. Because <laughs> I, I had a season there for a while where I would go out to dinner like, oh, we, the four of us should get dinner together sometime. And everyone's like, yeah, that'd be great. And then I come home and I'm like, I'm in another group now. Like we had yeah, dinner and they're like, we so should funny. do this every other week. And I'm like, it happened again. No. I'm in another every other week group. Yeah. Well, and your husband, who's more like me, was probably like, okay, Casey. <laughs> of course you are. It happened again. Yeah. Which I sometimes have to say to Barney. I'm like, how do you have this many friends? Like, which John is this? Like, I've lost track because wow, you have so yeah. many friends. I mean, we're talking obviously about marriage, but... A lot of times when I'm like guiding people as they're sort of working through their relational worlds, I like to talk about relationships and friendships and use sort of an analogy of like dating. Like so often we have like these, I would say almost more realistic expectations, like you date multiple people, not at the same time. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can. Hey, whatever. But uh, you date usually more than one person before you end up with someone for the rest of your life. And some of those dating relationships are really short and some of them are longer. But there's sort of this natural progression in more romantic relationships. And I, one thing that I think that we as a culture could do better at, I think, is having that same perspective on friendships. So especially as we're trying to make new friendships and asking ourselves that question, like, am I really open to this? Am I actually ready? It's also being willing to hold relationships kind of how we do with romantic relationships, which means like getting coffee with a lot of different people. And for some people, it might be a one-time thing and you never get coffee with them again. And that's okay. And then for other people, it might be that, you know, you get coffee with them and you head it off and you become really good friends and roommates and your best men in each other's weddings like you and your friend Ari. So I just I love that framework that we have sort of in our romantic relationships and I think that's a really good guide for people as we're kind of thinking about friendships and how do we actually honor ourselves in that process of making friends because I think we put so much pressure on ourselves like oh, I need friends, so I got to be that best friend. Yep. And that's just not realistic. That's not how relationships work. Like, just like how Barney and I have to communicate a lot and yeah. have hard conversations, that's true in friendships too, or it should be yeah. if it's going to be a healthy relationship. And sometimes we get this sort of misconception that, oh, friendships are easier because there's not as high of stakes, which in some regards is true. And there's still some of the same sort of markers of relational health that you find in romantic relationships that are also true in friendships. But I feel like we as a society, we don't have language like that in friendship like we do in a dating relationship, right? Totally. Like you don't break up with your friends. If, if you sit a friend Maybe down to say, <laughs> right, <laughs> but if you sit a friend down to say, we need to talk, they don't go, are you breaking up with me? Right? Like, right. Like, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I think we wonder, but I loved what you said, Katie, about honoring ourselves in relationships. And that's what this season of the, the podcast is all about is like, are we even allowed to make decisions that are best for ourselves in relationships? And that invitation you gave us to honor ourselves in the relationship is exactly what we want. Yeah. I love that because as a unmarried 20 something, hearing you guys talk about the way that you've communicated these different frameworks and concepts in your marriage, 
I'm sitting here thinking like, how, how does that apply to my life where a lot of my social time is spent with people that are purely just friends? Would you guys give us a little advice from your own experience or what you've learned along the way about making friendships? If we have listeners who are in a place where maybe like me, their friends have moved recently Mm -hmm. or they've made a move or they're finding themselves in a, in a place where they could open themselves up to some new relationships. How do we make friends as adults? I mean, I'm speaking to myself as much as to other people when I talk about this, but one thing that I think is very helpful, I said it earlier, but is true as we're thinking about making relationships with new people is just to be intentional. You're not going to meet people if you stay and hang out with the same people every day or if you just don't go out at all. And again, there's a level of self-care there, but it takes intentionality to put yourself in new situations and put yourself in places where you're going to meet new people Mm -hmm. who are are different than you, Um, which kind of, I would say, kind of moves into sort of this other thing that I, I usually recommend to people is there's this term, so I work in a recovery ministry, and there's this term in the recovery world called terminal uniqueness. And it's this idea that there is no one else who's going to understand me, or there's no one else who's going to offer me a solution that will work for me because I am unique. Mm. And again, like I think some of our culture as an individualistic society has played into this, but I think this is true in our friendships too. We set the bar that we have to find these friends who like match up to us exactly and they're a carbon copy of all of the same interests. And that's just not realistic. Like you're not going to find someone who has every single interest that's the same as you. And so I think it's just a helpful framework to think about is where are some ways that I can meet new people? A lot of times I would say it even starts with something that you do have in common. So like for Ari and I, we both love soccer. Like a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? I need some new friends who are outside of my current circle. And I randomly joined a soccer league. Mm -hmm. And so good. I didn't, I knew one person on the team. And that was it. And it was this opportunity. I didn't have very much in common with anyone else on the team, but we had this one thing that at least started sort of the conversations. And then this last year, we went on a trip up to Madison and did a tournament up there. And, you know, some of those friendships have developed a little bit more over time, but it started with something we have in common. But had I like stayed in sort of this terminal uniqueness, like with those sort of sunglasses on, if you will, I wouldn't have been intentional to develop some of those relationships more Mm -hmm. because we don't have a lot in common. We have different careers and different life stages and all of those things. But I learned so much from people who are different than me. And I think that's such an important value is to not say no to someone before you've actually given them a chance to, to be potentially like your best friend, who knows, like kind of like the story with my best friend, like we had something in common, but originally we thought there's no way this is going to yeah, work. Because we're so different. But but now here we are like 10 years down the road and we're still like really good friends. So I think, again, sort of those that idea of just being aware of that trap of terminal uniqueness and just this idea of being really intentional to 
try something new or to do something that you really like, but with people that you've never met before. Yeah. yeah. And I hear from your story, it takes courage like for me to walk into a place where I don't know anybody. And I love people and I love new experiences, but that takes courage. But absolutely, the way that it you're inviting that new by taking that step. Exactly. And again, like for me as an introvert, like I said, I knew one person on the team. So it might be safer to start going with just like one friend or like you were saying earlier, Ari, a lot of your friends are because you have another friend in common. And I think that's another really great way to to make friends is to be honest with the friends that you have. Like, hey, I like am still looking to like meet some new friends or to just start a new small group or whatever it is. Do you have any friends that you think that we might click yeah. and, and kind of go from there? It's interesting, too, because we were talking about being open. But, um, and Katie, I hear you saying the challenge of go somewhere new. Mm-hmm. But I would add also be where you are and like look look around. Totally. If you think about some of um, the barriers that our culture puts in place, whether Anytime I I walk around at work, I look at my phone. Like, what is my email? I have these five minutes between my office and the next meeting I'm going to, I'm looking down. Or Katie just moved into a new neighborhood and we talk about how if you have a garage now, you drive into your garage and you close the door behind you and you go into your house. When when are you supposed to meet your new neighbors, especially when you live in the Midwest and sometimes it's really cold outside? (laughs) Seriously. Or like for me, how hurried I always am. Not always, but like I said before, in this stage of life, I am busier than I have been in the past and busier than I hope to be in the future. Yeah. (laughs) And hurrying all the time is really going to be a barrier to real life connection. Mm -hmm. And so some advice I have for myself, right, would be to, um, yes, go to the new places to find the friends, but also be where I actually am and look around it. Maybe there's someone right in front of my face that I can see as a new friend too. Totally. I relate to both of those things and I'm glad that both of you guys shared those <laughs> those two things in particular because I've had these moments like Casey, like what you were saying with being where you are where maybe this is just me and that's totally fine. But there comes a moment where I think, I look around and I think I've met all of the awesome people here. Yeah. And I now get to choose who I want to be friends with. And then like clockwork, it's always I enter a new class or I enter a new group of people. I go on some sort of retreat or go to an event and I look around and I think, where did all you awesome people come from? I thought I knew all the awesome people. I I thought I knew all the awesome people. (laughs) And I realized like, oh, they're like exactly where I am. There are still so many people Mm -hmm. um, that I may not have even written off. I just don't know that they're there. Um, so one of my uh, favorite things to do, especially in like a mentoring type relationship, or even like you were saying, Katie, in a friendship, to go to someone and say, "Hey, who do you, who do you think I should meet next? Who mm-hmm. are two or three people that you think love that question?" Yeah, and I love that question too because it's such a simple, unassuming question. It's very simple of like, "Hey, who do you think I should meet next? Based on what you know about me, who do you think that I should have a conversation with, or get coffee with, or go out to dinner with, or?" I really like that question because it is so simple. It's simply, hey, who should I spend some of my time with? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. And and like Katie, like you were saying, of the going to somewhere that you may not already be, to speak really authentically, when I went to college, I um, was going to a new place and it felt like the options for new friendships were 
endless. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, within 500 square feet, and for me, I lived <laughs> in like a high-rise building. So it was even more so, um, it was everybody was two minutes away from each other. Yeah. Um, I realized something about going to a new place and making friendships was that I had sacrificed like my own authenticity of who I am and what I'm interested in and what I value in a friendship in order to go after the people I thought would be good friends on the surface, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you were I've, learning about yourself at the same time. Totally. But I think my advice for making new friends is absolutely like look around because there's awesome people exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. And if you do choose to go out to join a soccer league or join a book club or anything that is inherently social with relationships going on, I would definitely encourage people from personal experience, be your authentic self because one, that will draw people to you that actually want to be friends with who you are. And down the line, um, I think you'll find there's something so significant about sitting across from someone knowing they want to be friends with me as I am. Mm -hmm. So that's my advice is definitely look around because there's awesome people around every corner. And if you choose to go out and go to a new thing, be intentional, like Katie, you were saying, be intentional about being your authentic self, because I think people will want to be friends with you. And that's a really good feeling. And we were talking before about proximity, right? And that makes me think about the idea of having friends just for a season. Right. Like there were people that I was friends with in college that I really like and I'm just not that close to anymore because of the proximity piece of it. And currently for me, one of the biggest surprises in my relational life right now is my kids went out and made their own friends for one of the first times in their life. Like when they're little, they're friends with your friends kids but now they go out in the world and they like find people you don't even know their parents and it's a little it's a new thing but I've discovered I actually really like the parents of my friends kids yeah and so it's opened up this whole new door to me and and it's been such a like a beautiful surprise in this season Mm -hmm. and when you're in in a friendship for a season you don't know is this just for a season or is this going to be my new lifelong best friend? And you don't, you don't have to, but to just enjoy the beauty that these new um, different experiences in your life have brought friends for this season. Totally. Well, and I love, I, I've heard the language sort of like flowers, which is like kind of a cheesy analogy, but it's like beautiful. the annual friends versus the perennial friends, you know, and it's kind of along the lines of what you're saying, yep. like this idea of friends for a season, but this idea of having people that they might just be for this season. It might be because of proximity, like they live next to you or you work with them and I used to get like really uptight every time I like lost contact with someone that I like really enjoyed spending time with. But then as soon as I had that language of these, not all, it's impossible for me to keep every friendship for the rest of my life. And once I released myself from that sort of unhealthy expectation, it made the friendships that much more enjoyable because it's almost like, You know, you can enjoy what you have now because it might not be the same friend group in 10 years and that's okay. And the more that that happens in your life, the more you appreciate it while while it's there. Totally. Well, Katie and Ari, I'm grateful you guys could join us and share your perspective with us. It's kind of a weird, strange thing to be talking about making friends when you're adults. So we're grateful that you guys shared 
just from your hearts and your experience. If you've joined us for the Relate podcast before, you know that we leave you with some reflection and discussion questions at the end of each episode. You'll gain some insight if you ponder these on your own. But because this is the Relate podcast, we really think life is richer when it's experienced with others. So we encourage you to grab a friend or host a group of friends for coffee and share your thoughts on the following questions. We will ask each question and then give you a chance for reflection following each question. Question one, when you take notice of the status of your relationships, are you in a season where you have enough, too many, or you'd like to add more? How is it that you got here? Question two, how open to new friendships would people who see you in your everyday life say that you are? What might their experience of how ready you seem be? Do your actions invite new relationships? Question three, when you consider the challenge to be intentional about seeking out the new in order to start new friendships, what is one step you could take? Perhaps it's go somewhere different? Try a new hobby? Ask people you already know to make a connection? Or simply slow down and look for new ways to connect? Question four. Have you ever been in a friendship with someone really different from yourself? What was something that you learned from being in that relationship? Or if you haven't, have you considered if a sense of terminal uniqueness might be limiting your decision-making? Okay, and this is where we would love to just challenge you. If you're in an area of your life where you would be open to some new relationships, where you're looking for some new relationships, we challenge you to just go somewhere new, start something new this week. And we would love to hear if going to a new place or starting a new hobby or inviting the new, if that brings relationships into your life, we'd love to hear about it. You can send us an email and tell us your stories at relate at willowcreek.org. And you can also share your stories with us on social media. On Instagram or Facebook, just search The Relate Podcast and find the communities there where you can tell your story. We would love to have you join the conversation. We are so glad you joined us for the first episode of season two of the Relate podcast. We hope you liked the conversation and continue to listen. If you do enjoy the conversation, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We also invite you to like and rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That makes it possible for more people to find and join the Relate community. And the conversation doesn't stop here. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear from you in those communities. See you next episode as we take a look at the me in we. Honoring yourself in relationships. We're going to consider the delicate balance of being a good friend while also allowing others to be good friends to us. I wonder which of those is harder for you. Join us. Join us.